Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the upcoming NFL draft, which is right around the corner. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, each and every year, I get excited about it because there's a lot of good things that happen. It is happening, I think, one week from yesterday, April 28th. The first round of the draft happens, and then, of course, round two and three happen on Friday, and then the remainder of the draft happens on Saturday. Today, we're going to discuss our rankings, probably going to give like a top five of each position. Um, I will prefix in saying this, that these are pre-draft rankings, and any one of these guys can move up and down depending on landing spots. It's really crazy how you could be so high on somebody pre-draft, and then they land in the worst possible spot, and then it's like, oh my God, like you, you still love the talent, but it's like, it's a crowded, crowded space. Uh, nonetheless. So with that being said, I am joined by my partner here, Mr. Fox. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Excited that we're finally to uh, NFL draft time. Feels like we've been waiting for this for an eternity. Then the schedule release is going to come. And then before we know it, actual football, not the abomination that is the USFL. Um, I refused. I have not, not that I refused. I have not had a chance to watch it. Not that I want to either. I mean, it's um, most famous right now for a guy getting fired because he didn't want to eat a chicken salad sandwich. So Yeah, that was so crazy. Uh, I've never in my life seen something like what what I'm excited most about. I think it was the downfall of the USFL was whenever the XFL announced a partnership with the NFL. Like it really was like it. I really feel like the XFL has a chance to at least thrive because they're going to have that partnership where we actually see good football players not Shea Patterson, good football players playing uh, week to week. I think that the XFL really has a chance to thrive. And I think they did it. I at first criticized how long they were waiting, but they really built some partnerships, especially with the NFL, which is brilliant by the NFL's part to really get a piece. And that, I don't think it's going to be that far, but it's about development and stuff like that. Uh, the head coaches came out, which they've already got my more diversity in their head coaching ca uh, carousel than the NFL does in, in, as a whole. And I think there's like only eight teams in the XFL, which is hilarious to me. But um, NFL draft, I'm excited. Very, very excited about the NFL draft. Um, this is the first NFL draft that I, I have not covered front to back. Like, um, obviously, as most of you know, Matthew Fox and I are both obviously, uh, you know, journalists in the fields of movies and TVs and stuff like TV and stuff like that. So that kind of occupies some of our time. And then the transition of this show being fantasy football dependent instead of Debbie or college dependent, it really kind of has taken my eyes off of the uh, proverbial ball there. But there's so many things that can transpire. There's still so many things going on in the world of NFL right now. Debo Samuel came out and requested a trade. What does that look like for the upcoming NFL draft? Who gives him the contract? I don't think Debo comes back. I think he's done. I think he's done there. I really do believe that 100%. Um, and then what does that trickle down effect look like for, um, for A.J. Brown? 
right? You know what I mean? Like he's in that, but these guys are looking to get paid. Everybody's getting paid right now. And I'll be honest with you. I'm really enjoying the players giving it back to the owners, right? We never have seen that. And, and a lot of these contracts are crazy, but people forget that these contracts aren't as always as what they seem on the surface. Like everybody's like, Oh my God, Gino Smith's getting $7.5 million to be the backup in Seattle. Like he, he might challenge Drew Locke for the starting job. And then the numbers come out. He's getting like 3 million base with 3.5 uh, available in, in uh, bonuses and stuff like that. So it, it's crazy that, that the numbers that we first see is nothing that I always at attach myself to. But as these contract numbers, Tyreek Hill got paid, Devontae Adams got paid. When those guys got paid, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, these guys, everybody forgets A.J. Brown was a second round pick. So he doesn't have the fifth year option. Right. So he's going to get he, his contract is ready. Uh, Metcalf, the same. Like they're about to become free agents. Now, don't get me wrong. If they stay, they're getting tagged. Right. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. I'm 95 percent sure that's probably going to happen. But these guys are going to get paid. And, and at the end of the day, you know, screw the owners, because, you know what I mean? For a lot of years, they've kind of just the NFL is more cutthroat than any other sport. When you get cut, you get cut. You know what I mean? In basketball, if they try to cut you, you get money. Major League Baseball, they cut you, you're getting your money. Like Bobby Bonilla is still making money 40 years after being, <laughs> after retiring from the Mets. So um, what are your quick thoughts there, Fox, on the scenario with Samuel? What, what's ahead with maybe what is Metcalf in that? Fit? To me, it makes sense to maybe potentially entertain offers for Metcalf because you are in the, I think they're in the rebuilding process. Maybe Pete Carroll doesn't believe that. I don't know. But what do you think about these free agent receiver or potential upcoming receivers in this draft? Yeah, I mean, it's a good class for receivers, but there are seemingly a lot of teams that need receivers. When I did my last uh, final mock draft, two rounds, I actually had seven going off the board in the first round uh, receivers. And I think what's going to be fascinating is if if Samuel or Metcalf is going to move, I feel like it's going to be before the draft because teams are going to want to get a pick to grab one of these receivers, or you're going to end up seeing a trade with somebody who got a receiver that they like. But with San Francisco, I feel like they're going to want to make their own pick. I'm not convinced either of those guys are leave their teams this year, though. Um, you know, maybe it's possible – Debo Samuel gets tagged and and they trade him next offseason. But I think they're kind of dug in right now. Um, and we've seen a lot of these dust-ups just a few months ago. Kyler Murray deleted everything Arizona Cardinals off his account. And then yesterday he subtweeted his GM saying he never wants to leave Arizona. Okay, well, you know, things change in a hot New York minute. I think for a lot of these guys, uh, Steve Keim for Arizona – put a nail on the head they have the initial wave of free agency where you got to try to get the best players that are out there before they go somewhere else then you have to really lean in and do your draft prep a lot of these guys that want contracts that deserve contracts that are already under contract those deals get done in the post-draft pre mini camp time frame i wouldn't be surprised if we see a few done there Metcalf maybe to me is a more likely move because i don't know what seattle is doing Anyone that thought Geno Smith was going to be the starter outside of our friend John Hamler's uh, probably, probably is drinking something. I actually think Seattle will use a second round pick on one of these QBs too. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see kind of what happens over the next couple of weeks or in the, well, in the next week, I guess you could say, because there's a lot of dominoes that have shift and that kind of perfect transition into the quarterback position and what this quarterback position looks like for this upcoming draft. We all know this is one of the weakest quarterback positions uh, draft wise we've seen in a while. I do think that there's potential for high upside for some of these guys. Um, I do think that at some point this draft might turn out to be a little bit better than we gave it credit for leading up to this moment, because like if you look at a guy like Malik Willis, who I, we both have in that three slot, um, there's massive upside there. Massive. The, 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 the upside is through the roof, but the downside is just as scary as that upside, in my opinion. Like he could be a bust tomorrow and, and it wouldn't surprise. I don't think any of us, but um, real quick, give me your top five and let's do six. Cause there's only six names yep. on the board. Give me your top six in this position, six through one. I'll give you mine and then we'll discuss. So number six for me is Carson strong. Um, he's probably the last of the quarterbacks you're interested in here, but he is last for me. Number five, this might be surprised to some is Kenny Pickett. I actually think he could end up being the first quarterback that gets drafted, but he's just not, as high for me for Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I think he's probably going to end up going in the second round, but it is a player I like. Number three, Malik Willis. Uh, you talked about the there's a lot of upside, but I think you need development. And where is he going to land? My fear with him would be that he goes somewhere high in the first round and they roll him out week one. And I don't think he's ready for that. Uh, number two for me is Sam Howell, um, which I see you and I will have the biggest uh, difference there and then we actually have the same number one which is Matt Corral and our friend Matt Bruning has him as number one as well. Matt Corral is my favorite quarterback in this draft I do believe. Now let me go ahead here on six I've got Sam Howell I think he is going to be a steaming pile of garbage in the NFL I'm sorry I felt that since day one shout out to my boy Stoops who uh, used to fight to the death for Sam Howell um, he did end up being better than Keaton Slavis but I don't know what the hell happened to Slavis. I'm, I can admit to well, isn't he still team. playing in college? So yeah, he's transferred maybe, to. He maybe transferred. It's not I'm over. To remember, uh, it, is, it might not be. It might not be. But next year's quarterback draft class is much more deep than. What's crazy? I saw somebody tweeting. They're 100 right. If Bryce Young was in this draft, he'd be by far. Everybody would be trading with the Jaguars right now to get that number one pick. Like that's how Bryce Young is far and away better than every one of these guys. Period. Um, number five, I've got Carson Strong. Carson Strong, if he had like legs <laughs> and I mean like healthy legs I'm not talking about running ability if you had healthy legs Carson Strong would probably be a lot higher on my list number four I have Kenny Pickett I like Kenny Pickett I struggled with my rankings here I think one through four could really flip-flop all the way around the table between my number three Malik Willis my number two Desmond Ritter and the Matt Corral being my number one I really feel Corral probably wouldn't fluctuate from one I just like Corral a lot but my two, three, and four, you could rank these any which way. My thing is this, is the important thing about any of these six guys, and you're right, I think Carson Strong might not be as, as prevalent here as everybody else's. But with that being said, I think any one of these five guys is, well, somehow sucks. But um, any one of the other guys, any one of these other four guys, one of these four guys, I would say, um, their landing spot is dependent on whether I like them. It, the the struggle is going to be none of these guys are ready day one. I want to see Matt Carell land in, 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 in a good spot where he can sit for a year. Like that's my goal for Carell. I hope I was hoping maybe Pittsburgh there. And I really like Desmond. Uh, I like Desmond Ryder a lot. I really do. I'm higher on him the most, but he has 
I think his upside is as high as Malik Willis's upside, but everybody's floor is like six feet deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I did my, I did a two round final mock. Um, uh, that because I've been doing them all off season with uh, Bruning. And where I had guys going, I had Kenny Small Hands Pickett going to the uh, to the Carolina Panthers at six. I had Willis going eleven to the Washington Commanders, a place where he wouldn't have to start week one, probably even year one, which might be for the best. I had the Lions taking Howell at thirty-two, the Seahawks taking Corral at forty, and Pittsburgh taking Desmond Ritter in the middle of the second round. Now, Look, if that happened, how would you that sue with you? Um, Sam Howell in Pittsburgh, or Sam Howell in, in where? Where's Sam Howell in Detroit? You said Sam Howell in round one? At the uh, pick 32 to the Lions. I will, if, if Sam Howell goes in the first round, I will quit writing about, I will quit football, like sports, period. Like, I will, I will, I will say, I will quit. I will quit the show. I will quit everything because Sam Howell shouldn't be a first five rounder. I mean, this guy is terrible. Like, he's a, he's a midget. And he's not good. Like, he's just not. Like, everybody sees what he did last year. It's like he was not good last year. Like, he, they took away his two running backs, and the guy fought. Like, they just weren't that good last year. Like, he was terrible. I'm sorry. Sam Howell still sucks. I will stand by Sam Howell sucking for the rest of my life. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. He just – he sucks. Like, if he gets – I'm telling you right now, I will quit this show if he's taken in the first round i mean I, you better embrace yourself because a lot of mock drafts have seen i like corral the best you do and i know matt um matt does we've talked about it, but almost all the mock drafts now see him like going as qb four or five which i find fascinating i don't really know why it seems like all the buzz is for pickett um, which is why I think he likely could end up as the first quarterback off the board. He's just not my favorite pick. And I think Willis will go somewhere Hate in the Pickett. first round. Pickett, I think, is just vanilla. And I think that's why we all don't like him. He's very vanilla. Like, if you had an ice cream and you had a tash of ice cream to all of these guys, Kenny Pickett is easily vanilla, which it's fine. Vanilla is fine, but you need some extra toppings to make it really taste good. And Kenny Pickett just doesn't have any of those extra toppings. You know what I mean? I mean, he comes this up is... short quite a lot. You know what I mean? He can't even hold the cone in his hand, probably. But <laughs> that's beside the point. You know what I mean? That's but... why I literally, in somewhere in writing form, I called him Small Hands Pickett because it made me laugh. You know what? I thought about this, and this is crazy. I think Kenny Pickett is the type of guy that has to hold the ice cream cone with two hands. Like he has to hold the ice cream cone to hand just in order to be able to, so it doesn't slip out of his hand. And we're going off the rails here, but I do think that I want to determine, I need to see Kenny Pickett hold ice cream cone in his hand with just one hand and him like make sure that he's able, because if he can't do that, then he can't hold the football in the middle of the game. So we're going well, the, really off the rails in this. Weekend. The hand yeah. size thing didn't really bother me until no, it pointed, pointed out how many fumbles he had in college. Yeah. he's yeah. Which then you start thinking about, okay. Think about that for a second. In the real world, how many ice cream cones has Kenny Pickett dropped? It's I also, probably... I will not stand for this vanilla slander. It's my favorite flavor. Oh my God. That explains a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it probably does explain a lot. I just, I'm sorry. I want to know, <laughs> I want to know how many ice cream cones Kenny Pickett has dropped in his life. I ate an ice cream cone yesterday and I held it with a firm, strong hand and ate it perfectly fine. It was twist on a cone and it was delicious. 
So um, not to get off the ice cream, I can't believe vanilla is your favorite ice cream. Like, what kind of answer is that, Mr. Fox? Like, Fox, come on, man. Well, cotton candy is probably my favorite. Which Cotton is candy? There's, there's cotton candy ice cream? Yes. But I actually, I do like just regular vanilla. I like vanilla, like soft serve at Dairy Queen. Like, I'm good with that. But twist on the cone at Dairy Queen, way better. You know what I mean? Like you get the vanilla chocolate mix. What are we talking about here? Like, but to be honest with you, the 101 ice cream is probably cookie dough, like cookie dough top tier, like chocolate and cookie dough top tier ice cream. All right. I don't even know. We're, we're getting off the rails here. How many um, cones do you think Brees Hall can hold with his quads? Uh, probably 20. <laughs> he can hold more cones in his quads than Kenny right. Pickett and can with both hands. Who are your top five running backs? Look at that segue. That was the perfect segue. Fox just wants me to stop talking about ice cream on the show. <laughs> we just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> I want to send a special shout out to everybody that's listening to this uh, continue right now, like in the 15, 10 minute mark or wherever we're at in the show. Speaking of which, Zamir White is being extremely underrated because of his, because of his um, injury history, which I understand, but I like him a lot. James Cook at five, Kyron Williams at four, uh, Kenneth Walker at three, Brees Hall at two, Isaiah Spiller at one. I think Isaiah Spiller, I love Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller one, two, skip a few 99-100. I just went against the grain here with having him one. I like Isaiah Spiller a lot. I think he's a good dual threat. I think that Jim, Jimbo, Jumbo, Jimbo, Jumbo Fisher, whatever his name is down there in Texas A&M, never used him right. And that to me is the reason why I feel like he's not, he's still ranked high amongst a lot of everybody, but I feel like he would be the certified number one if he was used right down there in A&M. He's going to be one of those backs we look back on. It's like, man, his college stats were good, but they weren't great. Why not? And then it's going to be like, well, because Jim, Jumbo Fish, Jimbo Fisher, whatever the hell's name is down there. I think it I is Jimbo. Know. Yeah, whatever. Slim Jim Fisher down there <laughs> is just terrible. Yes, we got more food brought into the table, baby. I'm hungry. All right. So I, I really changed subjects because I was afraid like some clips of me and my love for vanilla ice cream were going to get out there. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> going to be the end of my broadcast career. <laughs> It is happening. We're getting Matthew Fox canceled because he loves vanilla ice cream. So, um, so I'm going to preface my running backs by saying to me, there's, there's three that are at the top and then there's a whole pool of guys oh. between like four and 12 that depending on draft capital and where they landed, I can make, see making an argument for, which is a fascinating, um, place to be in i've probably bounced around on this a lot but uh five for me right now brian robinson um seems like his stock is on the rise and he's doing uh pretty well um the alabama running back number four for me is james cook i just feel like he's getting a lot of buzz i think he's going up somewhere in the third round um, maybe it's because i've heard a lot of buzz that he's going to go to denver that's made me more intrigued but uh right now that's where he sits and then you get to kind of the top three guys have probably been the top three guys for a while, but for me, I have Spiller at three. Um, I probably just have a few more questions. It was fascinating how much the combine experience seemed to hurt him. Um, and to the point that I wonder now a little bit where he's going to end up going in drafts. And I think that ends up mattering um, when you get through things. Number two, Kenneth Walker. And then number one for me, Brees Hall, who, feels like currently he's tracking to be the 101 in all formats of fantasy football drafts. I look forward to the most random team in the NFL. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hill drafting him, and then he just falls. You know what I mean? I want the Broncos to draft him just because. Like, Peace be, Yeah, I, just because. In my mock, I actually had the Cardinals take him in the second round. It's actually a pretty good pick. And I had Walker going to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, my God. Duke Johnson's there. Why do they need another running back? <laughs> That's the thing. I I'm thought Devin there. Singletary looked good when they gave him a chance. I just don't know if they want to consistently give him a chance or if he can hold up over six. To, I feel like they're going to go by committee. I think the only thing we can all agree on is that Zach Moss is dead for draft capital. I think one thing we can agree on is Spiller, Walker, and Hall are really good, and the rest of these guys suck. So, like, I mean, it's just, you know, the thing about it is the day of, in my opinion, the day of, of I don't I don't believe that I would take, I don't know if I'd take Brees Hall 101 unless he went somewhere that just, I felt, con- they need it. Wherever he goes needs to have a quarterback, period. Like, they do. They have to have a quarterback. Because if he goes somewhere like the Jets, you know what I mean? I don't know if I love that. I know Michael Carter's there. I'm just making an example out here. Calm down, guys. Calm down, okay? God, I'll start talking about ice cream if you want me to. But, um, you know, it just it's going to be very dependent on whether or not I really love these running backs. And every team is really kind of focusing in on two running backs. So it's hard for me to really invest on that. And honestly, what we're looking at is we're looking at a very, very strong wide receiver class here. Um, our top five is pretty similar. Um, you know, we have uh, a lot of the same guys within that five, um, more so in the six range. I think we, uh, we have the same six guys in, um, our top six, they're just a little bit fluctuating ratings. I do love drink London and my love for drink London, London is never going to stop because that's my number one, but number five, I've got George Pickens. I know the injury scares some people and that's okay. I understand that whatever George Pickens would have been the consensus number one draft pick at this wide receiver position had he not gotten hurt. He's incredibly talented wide receiver that I love and have loved for a long time. Chris Olive, number four, um, number three, Jamison Williams. I've seen a lot of people say that this could could be the number one receiver taken off the board. Um, it would not surprise me. I have some money on it, so I need it to happen. <laughs> um, uh, number two, I've got Garrett Wilson and, of course, Drake London at one. Um, you really could flip-flop these two. I wouldn't be mad at you. Um, Ohio State's producing them wide receivers. Boy, that's for damn sure. They could have two guys draft, two wide receivers draft in that first round, which is only going to help um, them recruit wide receivers in the future. Shout out to, I think, Brian Hartline, who's the wide receiver coach out there in Ohio State. So, Fox, what do you got? Five through one. Yeah. I mean, real quick before you go five through one, do you like, you like George Pickens? I think he's, I think the injury really kind of hindered him a little bit. I do like George Pickens. It's hard to, there's a couple of these receivers up here. who are coming off of injuries and it's a little hard to tell where they're going to kind of end up landing. And they actually said that the, the ankle injuries coming off of is part of the reason that Drake London has refused to run a 40 because he's not quite in shape yet, which is kind of, I guess, a little bit fascinating, but I, I do like Pickens. I had, um, I had him in, in my last mock going in the, in the first round again. I, I think we could see, 
you know, six to eight receivers go in the first round. Uh, it seems like a good value and also matching up what a lot of teams are doing. Um, so five for me, I ended up going with uh, Chris Olave. Um, I think he's going to end up going to one of these teams in the first round and, and finding a slot, you know, he feels like a kind of guy that could end up landing in new England and starting there. Um, number four for me, Jamison Williams. Uh, I like the talent. I think there's a lot of potential landing spots that could be fascinating for him. Uh, and then three for me is Traylon Burks, two Drake London and one Garrett Wilson, but you're probably right about Wilson and London. I don't, you know, could flip-flop around. I actually think London may end up being the first receiver drafted. Um, I just like like Wilson. Um, and I, I'm feeling very wedded to the idea of Wilson landing with the Jets. Um, my thing, Drake London, man, 6'5". I have an obsession with tall receivers, and I always have, and I just love that 6'5", 220 frame. I do hope the ankle's okay because I really do believe that this guy is special. Um, if you watch any of his tape, there's not, I don't think there's a better jump ball receiver in this draft class than Drake London. Um, he's gonna, uh, you got a guy that has a potential yearly uh, upside of eight to 10 touchdowns. I, I think that he's, I think he's like Michael Pittman, but Michael Pittman on crack. You know what I mean? Like he's way better than Michael Pittman. He's a better route runner about, but I'm just saying comparison wise here in the past, I would love to see Drake London um, land in one of these. Again, man, it's, it's, it's dependent on where these guys land because you have a guy like Wilson who could land somewhere where they have, you know, maybe they have a one and two receiver already there. And he's the third guy. Maybe, he, you know, creeps up the board a little bit, but I, this is my opinion on drafting in 2022. I am trading every pick that I have because I'm terrified of what is ahead, but I'm really like the 2023 draft. I just traded a 2020, I traded my 2022 103 out um, and got a 2023 first. And, and I got a, a couple other pieces in the puzzle, but the depth wise. Um, I think my biggest fear was about picking third was the fact that I didn't know who I'd want to take because this draft is, you know, you're probably going to take a receiver. The quarterbacks are interesting. If you're in super flex leagues, you might want to look at one of these quarterbacks, even if Brees Hall does go 101, you know, maybe a uh, Wilson goes 102 or you have Malik go 102. I don't know. This draft has just got so much boom or bust that I really just want no part of it. So yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, last year in Superflex drafts, you weren't getting out of the first round without seeing five quarterbacks go. Yep. This year, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you're in a Superflex draft and you only see three quarterbacks go. Yeah. Or two. I mean, the value seems more like it's going to be in the receivers and running back is always a tough position to fill. So it's probably going to be those top three running backs are going to go somewhere in the, in the first round, but it's going to be a lot of landing spots. If you are a super flex team that has no starting quarterbacks, you may still have no starting quarterback when you come out of this rookie draft, because a lot of the, I don't think there are necessarily a guaranteed week one starter there's probably somebody that's going to get thrown out week one but we even saw last year in what was a quarterback rich draft you know if you were banking on trevor lawrence or justin fields or zach wilson or trey lance saving the day for you 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 probably didn't fare that well yeah it's these these quarterbacks aren't and like i said that's why my biggest concern is 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 and the thing about it is i feel like there's going to be value in the second round yeah. There's going to be value in the second round of this 2022 draft. And I think that's where you're going to find some good value that 
might be more extensive for you in the long haul. Like I did get that 201 in return for that 103, which is very pivotal in making that trade because it's like, I still have a top 13 pick when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? Like, I still think, you know, if you, even if you take, uh, you know, four serious quarterbacks, you take three running backs and you get about seven rookie wide receivers. I mean, you're looking at probably grabbing somebody good. And like I said, that meat of the, the wide receivers, man, that, that, there's some pretty good guys in that, that five to five to 10 range. that could really produce for you at some point in time, but too much of a crap shoot for me to care though. Um, and then rookie tight ends, we're not even going to talk about these guys because they all suck. It's um, uh, Trey McBride and then um, and everybody else. And then a lot of, a lot of gambling. It feels like that was last year, except for you had two really strong in Pitts and Firemouth this year. McBride, it's hard to know if he's even going to go on the top two rounds of the actual NFL draft. And rookie tight ends are not fun to deal with. It's we've I've said this before. We talked about it before. Even back when we it's one of the hardest positions to translate translate from college to the NFL. You know what I mean? There's so much more to learn and to understand, and it takes years for guys sometimes to break out. You know what I mean? Kyle Pitts was an anomaly because Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts, but none of these guys are Kyle Pitts. So um, I don't even think any of these guys might be even be Brevin Jordan. And I like Brevin Jordan. I mean, he got drafted way too late in that draft. I still think that he might be good at some point, but. Yeah, so the NFL draft right around the corner. Uh, I look forward to. I think Fox. I might talk to Fox and maybe we we'll do a uh, a live rookie draft after the draft. I think that would be fun to kind of maybe gauge some ADP upon some of these guys after the draft is over. Um, I look forward to that. I look forward to the schedule release because that's whenever I can start honing in on all the money that I'm going to lose on the NFL season. So um, that's going to be exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, before we go, movie corner, just some thoughts and some stuff that's coming out this weekend. You have the Northman. You have um, the massive weight of talent of Nick Cage or whatever the fuck that movie's called. Massive and weight of unbearable talent. Whatever the hell it's called. And you have Bad Guys, the animated movie. Um, a couple holdovers still. You still have Sonic. You still have Fantastic Beast and the whatever the hell that thing's called. Um what else do we have? Oh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we both highly recommend. You have Father Stew, which I might see whenever I'm dead. Um, and then Ambulance, which was incredible. I don't care what Matthew Fox says about it because he likes vanilla ice cream. Um, but uh, uh, was the vanilla ice cream of movies. I'm stopped. I'll leave right now and I'll quit and I'll never come back. But um, yeah, is that basically and they, they call me magic drafts on Apple TV plus, which I would recommend just skipping and watching Showtime, even though they don't want you to watch Showtime. Is it Showtime? winning time? Winning, winning time. time. Same thing. Um, yeah. So any thoughts on the movies? It any would make sense if they called it Showtime because that's they were the Showtime Lakers. But I don't think HBO has it in them to call a show Showtime when one of their prime chief rivals is the network showtime exactly yeah i think that's that's probably a big key I, I mean everything everywhere all at once if you haven't seen it and it's playing somewhere near you i would go check it out it was probably one of the most creative films i've ever seen in my entire life um and it has some some beautiful uh emotional it's deep too. it's it's deep so to this point it's my favorite film i've seen this year um but you know getting getting excited that Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, may, maybe not your favorite. I know your personal feelings on Harry Potter. If you are a Harry, yeah, which speaks volumes. If you are a Harry Potter 
fan uh, or Wizarding World fan. The last installment of Fantastic Beasts was dreadful. This is a market improvement. The first hour I thought was incredibly slow, but the second hour really did some wonderful things and delivered some uh, emotional moments. I thought the ending, the last act uh, was very compelling. I thought it was a big step up. I like Jude Law. Um, somebody said the opening scene of this third movie should have been the opening scene of the entire franchise. That's possibly true. It was very, very well done. Um, I don't know if it's going to continue and it's an intricate, you know, they were originally planning five, but it's been plagued by nothing but off screen, um, scandals. If it doesn't continue, this does wrap up in a way that could feel like an ending. Uh, yeah, I don't even know any of that stuff. What you're talking about, it sounds cool. Um, the thing, and I will say this, the wizard, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings thing that's in whatever they're different. I thought fantastic week was Lord of the Rings. That's why I was confused whenever, like when I first read about it, I was like, I thought that was the same thing, but they're not apparently. But, um, the thing in Orlando is pretty cool. I like that. I went to that. Still don't know nothing about Harry Potter, but those are pretty cool. Um, but, uh, Northman, I saw that if you are a fan of robert eggers you'll probably like it if you didn't like anything of robert eggers you might not like it i didn't love the witch and i didn't love the lighthouse i hated the lighthouse but i did enjoy the Northman. i thought it was pretty good um i liked it i thought it was pretty it's probably my favorite robert eggers film which wasn't saying much because i really hated his first two films but i did give it four stars so i, I did enjoy it immensely nicole kimmon stole the show for me alexander scargar is incredible um the bad guys it's fun it's a fun cute little movie it's it's a, it's a good movie um it's i think you could wait probably wait i mean unless you're you know taking the kids to see it and then um the nick cage movie i liked it i did i just didn't, i didn't love it as much as everybody else did it does have a lot of fan service which is fine it just felt like the lost city like it's almost the same movie almost like it really does feel like which means that it's almost the same movie as uncharted so yeah, which so we've yeah. now seen it three times in basically. Four you know months. what I mean? Which I didn't mind. I liked Lost City. I thought the Lost City was good. I thought I had fun with it. I had fun with Uncharted. I had fun with Massive Talent. I just kind of wanted a little more. The third act is really rough for me, and that's where I, I just kind of. I mean, I think I gave both those movies. I think I gave. Um, I gave Bad Guys three stars. Massive Talent, I think, gave three stars. So we're we're in that boat. There, go watch them. Uh, go go support Nick Cage. Um, and I if you're him. looking for a darker, grittier Batman, um, which has never happened before, and you have 17 hours to spare, the Batman is now on HBO Max. Yes, watch it because it was truly incredible. I loved every minute of it. Um, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to watch it again. Uh, I saw I've seen it twice, so I'm excited to kind of go down that path again um yeah nothing comes out in theaters next week because i don't they're i know it's really nothing. weird i guess oh i'm just... sorry just kidding just kidding another liam neeson movie comes out where he plays an assassin they um, aren't see, they aren't even advertising these anymore they're just rolling like one out every two months i, I don't it's, know if he's like i didn't know this one was coming out until i was writing an article and then I didn't know the last one was coming out until I was writing an article about what was coming out in theaters. And then, of course, we are two weeks away from Doctor Strange hitting theaters. Very excited about that. And I'm actually seeing that on May the 2nd. If you want to get pumped up and uh, go through the, the MCU or also want to be angry, uh, binge watch the next three weeks. The first one dropped yesterday. I'm doing my ranking for all of the MCU films that have so far been released there have been 27 
feature films. So I'm doing nine a week. So I did 27 to 19. I'm going to go look at his number one real quick and probably do that. Hang on. Part three. I'm cheating, getting ahead of the curve. Let's see what we got here. Let me get Matt on the air. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I don't hate that. Oh, speaking of which, did you like the Thor trailer? I thought the trailer was an I so do you like Ragnarok? Yeah, I like the Ragnarok. Yeah, I, I hated the Ragnarok, Ragnarok trailer though. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if his movie like Jojo Rabbit trailer, I had no idea what it was about. Well, son of a bitch, I can't be mad the, at you. I can't be mad at you now. Your top nine is pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad. I think the questions people will have is some of the things I dunked into the bottom third and some of the things I have in the middle third. Some of the things I don't hate as much as other people and some You hate Ant Man, don't you? Oh, I I do. Yes. That's what I thought. I like the, the first Ant yeah, Man, I just felt like it was a Is Captain Marvel the twenty whatever seventh? Because that should be twenty seven. This is I don't hate that as much as you do. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. The cat is the best part of that movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate that movie as much as you. Maybe I appreciated the '90s nostalgia, just seeing a blockbuster warm the warm the insides of my heart. I don't know. I think you're crazy. I like Ant Man one and two. Um, with that being said, I'm excited for Doctor Strange. I guess I'm over. I'm just I'm marvelled out. I'm marvelled out. I said this the other day. I'm marvelled out. The TV shows have now added an extra layer of that. I'm marvelled out. I am. I'm exhausted with Marvel content. Moon Knight has not been great. It has not been great. I don't care what anybody says. I, I have specifically tweeted out every Thursday and you get yelled at every Thursday whenever I say Moon Knight is still midnight, mid, mid, like middle of the, it's not great. It's not on the, on the par of the other shows, even though I think it's about on par with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was a steaming, it's, that was a steaming pile of shit. So, and I know you love that, but whatever. This would rank bottom tier of their TV show so far. Yeah, the last like, uh, I think it was like the last fifteen minutes of well, night was actually pretty good. And you know what's like, going to be rough for you is I don't think you enjoyed Marvel's What If or even finished it. I didn't and even watch it. Based on the trailer that I've, the trailers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, if you're not up on that, you will be lost. You probably are going to have to go back and watch it. Because there are not. several callbacks to plot from there. I don't watch What If because it's animated. And animated, it's not fun unless it's really good. Sorry, animated fans. I'm going to go before I get myself canceled. So thanks for listening to another episode of the yeah. Fantasy Football Half. You're getting canceled by animated fans. I got canceled by the ice cream yeah. conglomerate. Vote on my vote on my poll that I'm dropping on Twitter right now. I'm going to leave it open for a week. The poll is going to be, does Kenny Pickett Carry his ice, uh, carry his ice cream cone with one or two hands. Uh, I need your votes today, please. Um, Carrie, does Kenny Pickett hold his ice cream cone with one or two hands? That's going to be the poll. I need to have your answer here, um, please and thank you. Uh, it's it's very important. This is like groundbreaking stuff. Like you know what I mean. Like it's groundbreaking. So with that being said, follow Matthew Fox on Twitter, Nighthawk7734, myself at Ricky Blair underscore. Head over to the Music City Drive-In, check out all the content, check out all the other shows on the network. We're out like sauerkraut. Still don't know what that means. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.